Hi, welcome to another Power Blast podcast. So are you trying to make life simpler, happier, and better each day, but struggling to find the time? Join me and my special guest today as we're going to talk about making small moves for a big change. Stay tuned. Hey everyone, Perry Tinsley here, creator of the Power Blast podcast. I'm a health and fitness coach and I'm always looking for for ways to make life happier, simpler, rewarding, more fun. And today I have a special guest, Jason Hertzberger. Did an interview, it's coming up here. Jason's a small business owner and he's the host of the Small Moves podcast. Uh, He's a lifestyle design coach and he's helped people find and take small steps that are going to add up to big progress and make life just better every day. Just a little bit, you know? Um, he's married to the love of his life, Carrie, and he's a father of two little girls. And get this. His family just chose the minimalist route and moved out of a big house and into a, an RV full-time to give them more geographical and financial flexibility. We're going to talk about that. So I hope you enjoy this interview and are ready to put some of these small moves to good use to make some big changes for you. Let's get to it. Hey, everyone. I've got uh, a great guy on our as a special guest on our show today, um, Jason Hertzberger from over in Maryland. Welcome, Jason. Thank you, sir. I'm glad to be uh, here. Great to have you here. Now, now Jason, he, he, as I told you before, he's a, he's a podcaster of a show called Small Moves Podcast, but he's also a life, lifestyle design coach. Um, he, he just helps people just find these small steps. And that's what I'm hoping that he'll share it with us today. Um, just small steps that can help you make progress and making life better, simpler. And, and I'm really intrigued by his story because he's adopted this minimalist lifestyle. And I think sometimes it's you know, very intriguing to go, oh my gosh, I want that too. I want simple. Mm-hmm. And then simple sometimes seems so hard. <laughs> so I'm, yeah. I'm hoping he'll, uh, he'll help dispel that. He's, he's a uh, father of two little girls, uh, married. And uh, get this, and you probably see it in the background if you're watching on video here. Uh, yeah, let, let, me, let me switch it over to the camera so I can get that back over on video here. Um, he yeah. is, he's in his, an RV. He just they downsized their house into an RV. So I'm intrigued by that. Maybe st- share some simple tips on what people can do just to simplify, minimalize things because let's face it, we can get really overwhelmed real quick with our stuff, mm-hmm. <laughs> whether it's life stuff or clutter stuff or whatever. So Jason, welcome. Maybe you can give you a little background story on how, how you came about to wanting to do this, you know, even before the, the small moves podcast, cause I'm sure that evolved into that. Sure. It did. Sure. It did. Well, well, Perry, thanks again for having me on your show. This is awesome. The, the concept, the concept of small moves does definitely roll back prior to 2015 when I came up with the initial idea for it as a podcast or blog or whatever it might be. Originally the idea was a blog. And then I realized that as a, as a good old ADHD kid, um, if you sat me down to try and write a blog post, I would very much rather dig a tunnel with my mouth than to sit there writing blog posts for the rest of my life. Or so I would think, think hopefully for the rest of my life. So no, the, I decided I came across the podcasting format and it was definitely much better for my scatterbrain ADHD head. Um, the, I, 
I getting back to being a little bit more on the scatterbrain side, I do have a tendency. I love my wife very much. I do have a tendency to get obsessive about things. Now, when that that could be activities, that could be stuff, that could be that could be sports, that could be anything, TV shows, whatever it might be. But I I have a tendency to obsess, and that manifests once you have any sort of money laying around literally any sort of money laying around to the accumulation of crap that just goes everywhere. I was raised in a family with a mother who was, I'm not going to use the word hoarder. That's not really accurate because when people hear that term, you sort of think of the TV shows. It wasn't that, but it wasn't terribly, it could very quickly evolve into that. And I didn't think there was anything wrong with this. Like we came from a family. We didn't have much. There were certain things that were of value when they stumbled on them and they never let them go. And that's just something that that's a life that my wife didn't necessarily grow up in. She grew up in a more, more well-to-do family than I quite, you know, quite more well-to-do than I. So she, she's always been incredibly simplistic in her desires and wants. And we found a way to merge that. And, you know, in our previous house, which was call it 1800 square feet, which after after me living in about a thousand square foot house and then moving with her into an 1800 square foot house, we both sort of noticed a little bit of a pattern, which was if you give me X square feet, I will fill X square feet with the same rough ratio of crap laying around. So once that my once my wife realized that and she picked up on the picked up on the vibe that one of the obsessions i was having at the moment was this whole tiny house movement like this whole concept of a tiny house i saw it as oh my god that's the coolest new little gadget that i've ever seen in my life i want one pretty pretty please can we get one to her thinking that i was nuts and then she realized that i'd probably stop buying stuff if we moved into a smaller space so then she got even more excited about the idea than i did and we ended up kind of going this route. I, it started with a process that I came up with that I like to call daily ditchings. And the, the process of downsizing and the process of getting through a lot of stuff takes quite a while. And anybody that says you can just go into your house and just purge all your stuff and throw it all in the dumpster and do all that, we're all of us, we're all evolved, we're evolved primates that type of massive sweeping change scares the ever loving hell out of us. And that's why we never do it. Or when we do, we have massive regret for doing it. Stuff has to be done over time. So I started just with this little concept that I came across called that I called daily ditchings, which is every single day I have to net ditch one thing that I own. If I didn't buy anything that day, I have to get rid of one thing. That's donate, that's throw away, that's recycle, whatever. If I bought three books today, then I've got to get rid of four things. Three plus the negative one. Plus the negative one. The math doesn't work out there. But anyway, moving on. So <laughs> so that that's sort of how it started. And then I just got onto a roll. I did that for a year and a half solid and I went through tons and tons of stuff and just started to realize, hey, I don't actually need this stuff because for obsessive people like me, if, if, you, if, you've got a, if I have a wife, which I'll just use my wife as an example, she never made me do this, but I have friends who have. If you tell me to go into the junk closet and clear out the junk closet in an afternoon, 
I will spend there taking everything out of the junk closet, laying it on the floor, having a conversation with myself about the life story of every single little thing in that closet. And then by the end of the day, like six hours later, the closet will be emptied out onto the floor. Nothing will have been thrown away. I will be in tears because I've been going through the life cycle of everything that's in here. And now instead of the stuff being neatly put away in the closet, now the crap's all over the floor. Mm. But if you give me one thing to go through the life cycle of every single day, it takes two minutes and then it's done. I can say, I can say goodbye to the old friend and then it's gone. You know, so that's sort of how it started. Yeah, that was kind of what laid the groundwork for it. There's a, a little bit more story to it, but I'll, we'll get to that. Wow. So yeah. uh, it, well, I, I can relate on this uh, many, many times uh, in many ways because I've done two, well, actually like three big, three or four big moves in my, in my mm. life. But one of them was when I got, uh, uh, I'd, I'd lost my, my first wife. And when I had met this, this lady five years later and I decided, hey, I'm going to move from Wisconsin to Boise, Idaho, and um, we're going to move in together and get married. And so it was like, what should I bring? And we basically used Skype, went through the house, and she's told me the things that I could bring and most of the stuff I couldn't. And it was dealing with it all. And it was just like, what is all this for? But you bring up a good point with, you know, if the larger the space... I've got to fill it with something and it doesn't necessarily mean I'm filling it with something to make it look good. It's just, you're, you're accumulating. You need, you need something against that wall. Otherwise it looks bare. And then God forbid, based on today's consumer culture, it's like, well, you don't want the friends to come in and make you think you're poor. Like you you don't, you don't want just crates or boxes. You don't want the room to look empty. It makes you look like your house poor. So you have to make sure to go out and charge up your credit card for some furniture to make sure that you don't look poor. And, like, and it even amazes wait a second me. doesn't yeah <laughs> well it amazes me even even when you clean the house and you put everything away how quickly something will get away like, oh my gosh i've got now i've got space to put stuff on um <laughs> a very uh, we, we just recently moved to minneapolis okay boise and we are renting out our house uh because we plan to move back there so we rented out a smaller place Still, mm-hmm. you have, uh, but we were a smaller place, so we only brought uh, about a quarter of the of the amount and put. Uh, but we we downsized, we purged a lot, we donated. It was very very stressful to go through, time consuming because that you you bring up a good point. You try to do that in a very short time, it really weighs on you. And if you've got to make some big decisions and you start attaching those stories to something. Oh my gosh, it, it even creates that. And once you pull everything out and you see it all in front of you, yeah. it, 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 it's, it's, it's kind of crazy. But what's kind of cool is now we're living without, a, a good chunk of it went into storage, which paying for storage, I mean, that drives me nuts. But, I know, yeah, right. But we just didn't want to bring it all here to just bring it all back. So yeah. um, we, we've, we've got that, but here we are living very comfortably with not as much stuff. And it's a big eye-opener saying, you know, do I miss that stuff, you know, for, from what we have? And do I have to deal with that? And the other thing is when I first did that move, a lot of the stuff uh, when, I, when I was first moving to Boise and I was going to do- donate and give away, a lot of the stuff my parents took because they thought they could either use it or they could resell it or give it to somebody. And now yeah. I go and visit my parents' house 
and I see my stuff again. Guess what I have to deal with again? So anyway, <laughs> sir, I, I, I applaud you. So how do, how do we get to, uh, well, I, th- that's how you're, you generated. I don't know if that's the theme of this podcast, of downsizing and decluttering and all that stuff, but that's how it evolved into your podcast show of small moves and how we can make things simple. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, that where, where that came from was I, I've always been a little bit of a self-improvement junkie, um, which, is, which is to say listening to a lot of audio and video and conferences and then not actually doing anything about it, which, so, which is the, the lion's share of the people that consume a lot of this information. The problem that I was running into is a lot of the information that was out there about, you know, pick your poison, call it, call it your area of expertise, which is fitness. There's also financial health. There's actual health, diet, relationship advice, like ways to find time for your hobbies, whatever it might be, improving your mindset. All of the, all the advice that was out there is kind of like the go in there to the closet and go through all the stuff in the junk drawer and throw it, junk closet and throw it all away. It's all the equivalent of that in all of those different areas of life. If you want to get healthy, great. I know exactly what you can do. Go home, go into your kitchen, throw away all the food that's there. Never look and eat it, never look at it or eat any of that stuff ever again for the rest of your life, ever. And then go to the gym that's, a, that's 45 minutes away from your house. That's 150 bucks a month because only the best. Join there and go there six days a week, but you're stupid. You don't know how to take care of yourself, so hire a personal trainer for 200 bucks a week and do that forever. And then since you clearly also don't know how to feed yourself, you need to hire a personal dietitian to come and to cook for you and to take you to the store and to show you how to do all these things. Do that for $150 a week on top of your new only Whole Foods because only the best food for the rest of your life. And I have to tell you, if you do all of those things, is it true? Yes, it's true. You will get in better shape if you do all those things. Your third wife will love you for it because you'll never see them. And not to mention, you'll crash in this after a couple of weeks because doing stuff, doing massive sweeping changes like that is scary as hell to us. But I couldn't find any advice out there that would tell me to chase my two-year-old around the backyard for 45 minutes a day. I'll probably burn more calories than I would if I was going to the gym because when you go to the gym, half the time you're just freaking standing there talking to people. Mm-hmm. So like, so I'm, I'm burning calories chasing my daughter, which from my daughter's perspective means I'm playing with her, which means she'll, you know, like me more, which means, you know, my wife will like me more, which means less stress at home, which means less stress at work, which means less financial stress, which means, which means, which means all because I get to chase around my daughter. I could not find advice like that anywhere. And I was just like, I'm just looking for the little stuff. Like I can't set my house on fire to get rid of my clutter. I can't do that. Most people say that you effectively need to do that. I can't do that. What can I do? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't find any information for the small incremental steps. So that's what I started doing myself. I, there's, there's a concept in financial planning called that everybody I'm sure is familiar with, which is called compound interest. Compound interest doesn't just apply to money. It applies to fitness. You don't gain 100 pounds or lose 100 pounds overnight. You don't trash a marriage overnight, no matter what the particular incident was that might have been the straw that broke the, broke the camel's back. A marriage doesn't go to hell in a night. You're, you don't lose your best friend overnight. These things don't happen overnight. They're all small incremental steps, one after the other, and then they compound over time. 
that's what I set out to find and I couldn't find it. So that's where small moves came from. I interview people who are annoyingly good at certain things, but that are also great teachers. And I try to sort of dig into their past and dig into their background and try to figure out what is it that the average Joe or Jane or non-binary folk can do the in right now today to just start back to the financial planning model, just be that first stone to kick it down the hill. What could be the one little thing that they can do to start down the path at getting better at whatever it is that this person is good at. So that's where the show, the idea for the show came from. And I'm amazed at the conversations that I've had so far. I have learned so much and just the improvements that we've made over the last year since launching this show and prior to that with some of the decluttering and the fitness stuff that I've taken up prior to that sort of leading to the launch of small moves. It's just been, it's been life changing. It's amazing. Oh, that's so cool. So yeah, I, mean, man. I, I know that you're, you've, you've got, um, you, you, you address, you know, finances, money, fitness, business, um, uh, family, even, even hobbies. Um, what are, what are some things that, that you've, that you found to be powerful? I don't know if you've applied all of them yourself or maybe somebody else has, um, benefited. And I'm sure a lot of people have, uh, probably, probably people that you'll never meet or never hear about, uh, which is, that's what I love about the podcasting world. Um, cause we're teaching and reaching people that you never know you're ever going to meet. But, yeah. um, any, any, t- you know, they're like some top things that stand out to you as those simple mi- little steps that people can do. For sure. I mean, the, the whole, that you, everybody, you've heard the term before health, wealth, you know, health, wealth, etc. The, the reason that health comes before everything, and this kind of gets back into your area of expertise is if you're not healthy, you don't have anything. You don't have the energy to play with your kid. Like I would talk about running around the backyard with my kids for 45 minutes. I can't do that. If I'm 50 pounds overweight, I can't do that. If I'm a smoker, I can't do that. If the last time I ran was in high school and you're in your mid to late forties or 50 years old, you can't do it. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the problem that I've run into in the past at keeping fit is not having any sort of systematized way of eating or systematized simple daily way of working out because whenever I've tried to work out in the past, it's always been, okay, join the gym, go there for however long you're doing cardio for 45 minutes. Maybe you're doing weights or it's like, maybe you do one of these videos of, you know, typo back in the day or, you know, P90X or whatever it is. I'm like, that stuff is great. Like those programs are great if you have the time to do it, but so many people don't. I mean, especially when you get to these daily long form routines, that's a lot of time to commit. But what I did was I'm kind of a die in the sackcloth fan of Tim Ferriss. I'm not sure if you're familiar or if your audience is familiar. Four hour work week, four hour body, you know, the, of the uh, Tim Ferriss show fame. But he, in one of his books, The Four Hour Body, he talked about a workout routine which is very, very simple. It's if, you're, if you don't have time to do anything else, do 75 two-handed kettlebell swings every other day and literally nothing else. And it will have a dramatic effect on your body composition in a very short period of time. So that's what I started doing. My way, that's what I've been doing ever since. It's been a year and a half. I work out for five to seven minutes every other day going back a year and a half. And I have been completely physically transformed from it. 
And like I said, it's an average of three and a half minutes a day. It's, it's nothing. I wake up in the morning. I, it's like I wake up in the morning. I do the obvious. I come in the living room. I do my kettlebell swings. I drink my coffee. I have my breakfast. I, like I do, I do my kettlebell swings while my coffee is brewing. And then I'm done my workout for the entire day. It's amazing. So find something like that that's, you, you don't, it doesn't have to be crazy heavy weights. It doesn't have to be anything insane. Just find, some, find something that you can do quickly, but do it every day or every other day, no matter how simple or mundane it is. Keep it short. Mundane can be beaten by keeping things short. Um, gets back to the concept of the book, Eat That, Eat that Frog. Yeah. It's like, just get, if it's very quick, it's very simple. Just get it out of the way. Just sweat five to 10 minutes a day. Find something to do to make you sweat five to 10 minutes a day. Don't care what it is. You can jump rope for five to 10 minutes while your coffee's brewing. That's it. You'll break out in a massive sweat. Just do something every day. It's a gateway drug. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it gets a lot of the total body moving in, in those uh, reps. And yeah, I, I was listening to a podcast where you were talking about that before and I thought, Oh, that, that's clever. Um, mm-hmm. and I was wondering where you got that from. And okay, yeah. Tim Ferriss, I haven't read that book, but I've read the four hour work week one. Okay. But, uh, so yeah, in, in that book, in that book, he also talks about a diet that's called the slow carb diet. That's which is the way that I eat as well. It's just a very systematized way of eliminating, of eliminating the lion's share of the carbs that you consume. Um, with a wonderful treat being a cheat day once a week where you proactively lose your mind and when you proactively lose your mind dietarily and it's been great. It's been, I've had a lot of great experience with that as well, mainly because it's simple, repeated over and over and over again, which with a scatterbrained crazy person like me, the less options you give me, the better. My wife is very good, has been very good in our roughly five years of marriage right now at eliminating options around me and it keeps me so much more focused you might not be the same if you're listening to this if that's not how your brain works oh my god i wish i was you um but that's just how i work and it's it's been wonderful for me wow well that, obviously you need the focus and the structure and uh yeah. that, that, and, and you've you've figured out those systems um maybe had some struggles for a long time and now have, you know, figured out those things that you can do. And it's really cool that your family's figuring out, uh, how to, how to best help you. So, um, so it's working out. So what, what other areas like money, what would be something that, you know, I mean, the, the, the advice, the advice that I have in the money category is very, is very simple. And it's something that we've all heard a million times and that never actually apply, which is the whole concept of paying yourself first. There's, Almost every financial institution right now offers some version of this type of a product, which is an automatic savings vehicle that effectively rounds up the amount of money in your transactions. Like say you buy, you know, you buy something for $1.50, it, ta- it rounds up to $2, takes that $0.50, cents, throws it into a savings account. I don't even know what's happening. This is money that I spend anyway. And the account that I had that going into without me even knowing that it's happening right now averages between two to $250 a month that's going into a savings account. And I don't even know it's happening because it's just simply, and it, it takes the money out every single day at the end of every single day. So I know for sure that the next day that I go in, the money that's in there is actually the money that's in there. 
Like there's, you can set up automatic transfers out of your bank, which is fine. If you, if you know that you've got a solid cushion in your finances, making sure you're setting up automatic deposits into investment accounts and savings accounts and kids' college savings and retirement or whatever it might be. Setting up those automatic recurring monthly payments is important. And if you have the cushion and the discipline to do that, that's great. But the automatic roll-up thing for me is really helpful because when it, when it comes to how I manage my checking, I'm weird. The way that I tend to manage my checking is I tend to keep it running lean. So that being said, if I see that there's, I'm making up a number, if I see that there's $1,200 in my checking account, I spend based on the amount of money that's in the account. And then if at the end of that week, $300 gets pulled out as a roundup from the transaction for that week, you can, I could get overdrawn. Whereas if you, if you set it up with a program that takes the money out on a regular basis without you even knowing that it's gone, you, what you see is what you've got. And that's really helpful for me. And then just once a quarter, I go into the account that it's in, I yank the money out from there and then go disperse it along retirement savings, wherever I want to put it. Isn't there an app or something like that, like called Acorn? Acorns. Yeah. Yep, acorns. Yeah, that's what I. That's one of the ones I use. Okay, I, I've been intrigued by that, and I haven't haven't done it. Um, I, I think I tried to sign up for one other thing one other time. I think it was a roundup, but it was to donate. The, yep. the the money was to donate, and could never get it to work. And so you know, if it's not simplified and it's not working, and I'm not going back to it, you know, and yep. self disciplined. Um, in my, in my retirements, I have one account. It's through a business account, mm-hmm. and. They, this company does not have it to where I can automate it and that it detracts me because because it's 2018. I know. And I have talked to them so much and, um, and this is a very well-known company. I'm like, how do you have this? They have it in all their other programs, but not the specific one. Like, Mm -hmm. but automating it, it's because when you're, you're left to your own self-discipline, um, it's easy nope. to just get sidetracked and yep. you know, I, no, no matter if, uh, you know, how, how focused you think you are. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Cause in, in the, in the world that we live in today, we're busy, we're distracted. It's like the, if for, for people, for everybody that's hearing the very mellow tone of my voice right now, or if you're on the video, you can see, I'm just kind of blindly looking down and staring at my phone to see what that look we get distracted like we we we're walking around with massive distraction machines in our hands all the time and it's not when when you're when you're sitting there getting caught up in the latest craziness that is you know what's going on with the tesla stock or oh my god what did trump do this time or what did, like what it, whatever the whatever the issue of the day is you're like oh crap i had i forgot i had to send money to my ira and then it's year's end and you miss that contribution for that year because you just forgot it just it, it just the, the the way the every doing as much as you can automatically and then just simply reviewing your automatic stuff once per quarter if you're obsessive or really once a year is really the best way to go. Just set it, forget it. That's investing, that's bill payments, that's donation. Like you said, with the roundups with donations, that's donations. Just if, if I could find one tripwire that really helps with the concept of people finding a small move that'll work, whatever the hell it is that you're trying to get better at, set it up on autopilot. Yeah. If that means that you haven't taken your wife out, on a date, 
in seven damn years. Put it on your calendar today. If you're listening to this, put it on your calendar now to ask your wife next Thursday where she wants to go to dinner tomorrow night, meaning next Friday. Just put it on your, like systematize it because you're going to forget. You've clearly forgotten for the last seven years. You're going to forget again. So put it on your calendar. Use the, use the annoying distraction device that we walk around with in our pocket. Use it for a force of good as opposed to a force of evil. That's good. <laughs> that is great because I use I use alerts a lot on my. Me too. Uh, it's awesome. Uh, not not to say that I take action on them all the time, but at least it's in, in there because yeah, it's we do get distracted and something that ha- something that helps with that. By the way, yeah. that of not of not paying attention to them or not doing what they say, tr- train yourself to never dismiss them until you've actually done it. Because what I first started doing when I first started using alerts, I'm like, oh yeah, I got to take my total, in, my total inches measurement this month. Great. D- dismiss. Three months goes by. And it just, I've, like, oh, it's like, oh yeah, I'll do that as soon as I get home. And then you forget. Just d- leave it on there because even if you choose, even if you're proactively procrastinating, which is the greatest phrase on the planet that I heard somebody say at a conference one time. Can you repeat that again? proactively procrastinating even if even if you're proactively procrastinating you know that you're putting something off even though it's even though it's bother if even though it's dinging you on your phone to remind you you know that it will never stop dinging you until you actually do it so never swipe never swipe to make them go away until like a perfect app that i'm sure it would get deleted real quick after people would be like "Ah, (laughs) it's like leave me alone what i want to accomplish in life one little uh finance related small move that we implemented a couple of years ago that's made a huge impact for us. It initially started out with debt, with using this towards debt, but you know how kind of going contrary to some of the other things that I've said today, which is you want to try and set as many things up on automatic as you can. The problem with doing that is you do have to review your stuff on a regular basis, which I wasn't doing. And I came to the realization that I was paying small little or maybe big little uh, monthly contributions or payments towards services or things that I had or things that I needed or a credit card that I was paying towards, but that is, that's now paid off or whatever it is. What I did was I started doing this thing called, I believe it's called, is it snowball, like snowballing where basically the concept is that as it applies to the debt world, the, the way that this concept applies in the, in the debt debt elimination world is you let's just say you've got five credit cards and every one of the credit cards has a $100 a month monthly payment. So you're paying $500 a month. What you want to do is when credit card number one, you take that $500 a month payment and you put it towards one credit card. And then that credit card, then you take 500 bucks a month, you put it towards that one credit card. That credit card is now paid off. You were paying a minimum payment on that one of 100, but it's gone now. You add that 100 to the 500. So now you put 600 a month towards the next one, pays it off even faster. That one goes away. You add that 100 to the 600, making it 700 and so on and so on and so on. And it just, it turbocharges the paying off of your debt. Well, what we did was we applied that same concept, but to our savings. What, what, what I did was I realized we were subscribing to Hulu and never using it, $13.99 a month. So I took $13.99 a month 
downgraded our Netflix subscription to what we actually used. That took it upwards of $18 a month. And then we changed our cell phone plan, which saved about 50 bucks. Added that. Adding, 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 you know, subscriptions to apps on our phone, subscriptions to games that I used to play, but then don't, but we're still paying for online services, debt, debt elimination, that number snowballed within four months of sort of tearing through our checking account and credit card statements. That number soared to north of $700 a month hmm. that we were, that th- this was automatic money that I was paying that I didn't even either didn't know that I was paying or was just assuming I was paying. That number has since in the last little over 12 months since that point has now grown to close to $1,300. I can actually, I can tell you the exact number, $1,359 and 37 cents. I'm keeping it to the exact figure, adding exact dollar amounts to it. And that's money that's just getting plowed into either debt or savings or whatever we happen to direct it to at this whatever point. Whatever you eliminated, you didn't say, okay, we're not spending it. You took it and saying, okay, we're still spending it, but it's going to our savings. Yes. Or yes. it's going to uh, eliminating this credit card that we are still yep. working on. This credit card or this student loan. It's still going to go to savings. So we still yes. are paying Hulu and Netflix and, and uh, Apple Music and everything, but we are... Uh, instead of going to those services, they're going to say it's going to us. Yep. It's made a massive difference in how, in how quickly that number had snowballed to a huge figure. Like it's amazing how it happened. And this was found money. This was money that we were spending anyway. Everybody asks, everybody asks today, it's like their credit card debt is soaring or they don't know how they're going to pay for their kid's college or whatever it might be. Like they're always trying to figure out, it's like, well, you know, honey, you've got a job that pays you $45,000 a year. I've got a job that's $55,000 a year. We need to look for a new job so that we can make more money so that we can fix this. No, tear apart your finances, rip through your checking account and figure out what money you're not, you're spending, but not using right now. I mean, look at what we're talking about. I I found over $1,300 a month in money that I was spending that I didn't know that I was spending. That does not mean that I'm rich. That just means that it was just another transaction. It was just another thing that was coming out and it was coming out at the rate of $3 a day, $5 a day, 20 bucks a month, like little incremental stuff and you just don't notice it. So get down and tear those things apart and it's amazing the money that you can find. We found almost $18,000 a year in free cash flow. You can fund one hell of a retirement, retirement account and kids' college savings with $18,000 a year. It's amazing how quick it happens. So that's probably the biggest small move that I can tell you in the finance world, which is just keep doing what you're doing now, keep spending what you're doing now, but, but instead of spending it towards whatever, just divert it into an account or to debt reduction. That is one huge small move. Yes, Love sir. It. <laughs> but let's let's do one more here uh, maybe for yeah. family what would be a great thing for family that is like a power tip that you've done or that you've learned that people you can't you get uh get get back to the massive distraction device in your pocket put family time on your calendar okay. make make it an, make it an appointment just like everything else make it hot red and nothing can penetrate it like make sure that you set aside time. It doesn't even necessarily have to be the same time every day or every week or whatever it is, but it actually, I would recommend just something that my wife and I have experimented with. 
intentionally don't make it the same time, the same thing, the same place every day because it keeps things interesting. And find something new to do with the kids. Find like find a time to have a date night with your wife or to get your in-laws to take the kids for a night or if you don't like your in-laws. I'm one of those really weird people that actually likes my in-laws. I'm a very rare bird. Like there's not that many of us around, but I was like, so I actually enjoy my in-laws and my in-laws enjoy, enjoy my, my kids. So we take full advantage of that when the opportunity presents itself. Um, but just, I, I would say just put stuff, put stuff on the calendar, figure out, what your wife, like I'm speaking for my wife, like find, figure out what your wife is into and just schedule it. If you want to have even more fun, schedule it without telling them. And then just play is like, we're going, like, we're going out Friday night. Make sure that your parents have the kids. Where are we going? Tell you later and never tell her ever and just go. That is so much fun. Like my, my wife, my wife does that with me where we'll say, where she says, you know, if we've got, if we've got time in the next couple of weeks, I want to take you and the kids to eat here at this place, but I don't want to tell you why. I'm like, and it's, it's a restaurant that I've heard of. Like, I know, I like, I know this place. It's nothing new. She knows I know it, but there's something going on there that she wants us to go to and she won't tell me what it is that's kind of fun for me. And so like, you know, I, I find, you know, I find that intriguing. I find it interesting. You know, the, the anticipation of doing cool stuff in a lot of, t- in a lot of cases is more fun than the doing of the cool stuff. So, you know, plan things, put them on a calendar and build some anticipation around them. It keeps things so much more interesting. Oh man, that's so cool. I, I love those tips. And I think a lot of people are going to really uh, rally around that. So in addition to uh, people subscribing to Small Moves Podcast, which I'm sure yep. is on iTunes and Stitcher and yep. Google Play. Um, everywhere you listen to fine podcasts. Everywhere. Yes. Um, what, so if somebody comes across something in their life that they want to simplify or just, just make it easier for them do you have any tips on what people can do to like some steps on how to, I don't know. Uh, what do they call it? Uh, I don't know, deconstruct uh, mm-hmm. work backwards. Uh, what, what, sure. what is it that, that you maybe can share there? Yeah. Start by asking yourself if it's really that, that you want to simplify or if you want to simplify that so that you can accomplish something else. Do you want your living room clean because you want to live in a clean living room or do you want your living room clean so that you never have to clean the damn place again? There's a difference in those two motivations. So there's a difference in those two motivations. So you have to, you have to actually sit down and think about why it is that you want the thing that you want. Mm-hmm. That's, I would say, the first step. And then the second step gets back to the whole concept of you know, us being these higher primates that are scared of change. Mm-hmm. If we're trying to simplify things, simple simple in today's world is very faux pas. Like it's not something that's popular. We live in an excessive, in an excessive me centric culture mm-hmm. where we always have to have the best clothes and the best shoes and the best outfit and the best houses so that we look the best in our selfies that we're constantly posting on Facebook. That's the society that we live in. So simple isn't particularly easy to accomplish today. It's sort of looked down upon. So what, what you have to think about is if you're trying to simplify something, first, figure out why you really want to do it. And then secondly, sit down and think about what you could do to get yourself back to where you are now 
if you decided to make whatever the change is that you're trying to make. That's the biggest thing that was the most helpful for us with all the different changes that we've tried over the last couple of years. Because when people think is like, oh my God, they moved into an RV. It's like, oh my God, they moved into an RV with, four, with two kids. It's like, it's like, oh my God, how are they going to survive in there? I'm like, well, we still own our house. It's simply rented out, furnished. So we didn't even have to get rid of our furniture. And we're only on a one-year lease. So we can go back next year if we, if we want. And we move. We went from living on an eighth of an acre-sized lot in the suburbs to an 800-acre campground. So people always ask me, it's like, oh, my God, what are you going to do with your kids in such a small space? We're going to walk outside. <laughs> like, it, it's, this isn't a hard, it's not a hard solution. It's not a hard way to kind of get yourself back to where you were, if not better, if you just sort of think it out. But if you're talking about decluttering, you've got, Extra fur- you've got extra furniture. You have extra couches in your house, which everybody does for some weird freaking reason. You know, it's like that is like that one. You know, I bought it for this much money. It's been here. We always have it. We keep it for parties. We keep it for whatever because we always have friends over. But it makes the room look really cluttered. Throw away the couch. It'll cost you two hundred dollars on Craigslist. You know, it'll cost you fifty to two hundred dollars on Craigslist to replace it tomorrow if you completely regret it get rid of it Hmm. and then but mark just know ahead of time what it would take you to get back to where you are and i can promise you getting back to where you are is not hard it's almost effortless to get back to where you are in whatever area of life if you're if you're in the midst of a bad relationship step out and take some like pull a surprise weekend getaway and just see what happens you want to get back to normal. If it doesn't work out, you want to get back to normal. You go home at the end of the weekend. That's it. Like the, it doesn't, the, the, the downside, the downside to simplifying things is a lot less than people think. You just need to be willing to try and know that it won't cost you much if at all, if anything at all to get you back to where you are right now. So that's, I think the biggest step I could imagine, which is just remember that, you know, if you've got a lot of little knickknacks laying around, knickknacks are cheap. Go to Goodwill. They're cheap. You can replace them instantaneously if you want to. So my, my thought would be just keep in, mind where, keep in mind where you are now and why you dislike where you are now, regardless of the area of life, whether it's relationships, whether it's your Brazilian jiu-jitsu that you used to be really big into when you haven't had time for for five years, or whether it's your finances where you know, you've gotten a raise every year for 10 years, yet you, you owe more in debt now than you did before. And it just, it's, it's amazing how quickly we can get out of control in the culture that we have. Just remember, it can always get better, and it's not that hard to get things better as long as you take it slow. And God forbid, if you don't like it, in what we deem or I deem to be better, it doesn't take long to get you right back to where you are. And that's okay. Yeah. So lots of little small moves they, they can add up. And I love, yeah. I love your, uh, your, um, your activity of getting rid of one thing a day. Mm-hmm. Um, it was so helpful. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I, you know, you think of by the end of the year, you're 365 things less yeah. Um, you know, just imagine what your house would be like. Yeah. 
if today you would have just gotten rid of 365 things, what there would be, um, one thing a day, you're probably not going to miss it. And it nope. won't seem significant, but by the, by the ne- by next year, it's like, wow. Um, yeah. Imagine, imagine walking into your, ha- imagine looking around. If you're, if you're listening to the show, like imagine looking around the house where you are right now, if you're listening to this at home and imagine two full rooms worth of stuff gone. Mm-hmm from where you are right now and just imagine how much lighter and easier it would be to move around how much easier it would be to get to that window in the corner to open it when it's hot or to what you know whatever it might be i mean that your house doesn't have to be a complete disaster for you to want to maybe thin things out a little bit and it's not even always the moving around stuff or anything like that things can have their place but um it's you will notice and then take, take it from me and take it from, from Jason, you will notice that your body, your mind, you, 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 you will just feel more relaxed, less stressed. You just have to trust us on this one. It's kind of like going through a fitness program where yeah. you're going to have to just trust the process because tomorrow you're not going to see the instant results. But, yep. but by, by getting rid of, and we're saying not even throwing away, we're, we're saying, um, looking at an object saying, thank you so much for being in my life. You provided value. Now go be of value to somebody else. Um, That's awesome. There's something rewarding yeah. and powerful to that too. And so I, I think that, that those, are, those are some pretty cool things. I love that uh, what, what Jason shared. Uh, some great tips, buddy. I, I so appreciate you coming on the show. And so yeah, where can people find you? Um, and and I, I know we talked about the podcast, but you want to talk about that? And uh, is there anywhere else or help? Yeah, for sure. You, you you can find me on the website smallmoves.co, not .com. That's a small little moving company. It's smallmoves.co, or you can follow me on Twitter at Jason Hertzberger, or you can go to the page for Small Moves on Facebook, which is smallmoves.co forward slash community. Excellent. We'll, we'll put all that in the show notes to people. So you can just, that was you know, awesome. Thank oh, you. I wasn't writing that down when I was driving on the highway. Hey, we'll get it on the show notes. You can, you can check it out there and, uh, and do that. So appreciate you buddy. Yeah, man. Uh, for, for coming on here and sharing those tips. Yeah, man. Barry, this was great. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Oh man. Wasn't that great? Uh, what, what I love, um, I'd love to hear from you. Which one of these small moves did Jason talk about that, you found that really could make a big difference in your life. Maybe you found more than one. Would love to hear from you, perrytinsley at gmail.com. You can get to me uh, that way and respond. Or, you know, if you want to connect with Jason a little bit more, uh, like you said, his uh, his website is smallmoves.co, C-O, um, or on Twitter, he's at Jason Hertzberger. That's J-A-S-O-N-H-E-R-Z-B-E-R-G-E-R. And uh, he also has a community, I believe it links to uh, his Facebook community. It's at smallmoves.co slash community. You can check him out over there. And if you found this valuable, please pass this on, share this podcast, um, or just listen to it again. Uh, be, be grateful for that. And if you can get over into your podcast app and just even download Jason's podcast just by looking up small moves or uh, going over to our podcast here at Power Blast Podcast and giving a, an honest rating and review. That would really help a lot more people. You absolutely rock, my friend. And as always, remember, it's never, never too, too late. late. We'll see you next week. Yeah. <laughs>